day, folks, and welcome to another episode of PodCraft. This is the show all about podcasting, from launching a show to monetization and everything in between. I'm Colin Gray from thepodcasthost.com, joined by Matthew. As always, Matthew, how are you getting on? Fine, fine. Frantically searching for my notes, as usual. This is just the way I start podcast episodes. <laughs> Everything's there, and you do the intro, and then I'm like, oh, wait a minute, let me oh, move all this ready. stuff around. Uh, and uh, and yeah. frantically hoping the uh, plumber doesn't start up, eh? You've got a plumber plumber yeah. close by, ready to hit a hammer as soon as the... Uh, hit a hammer? Hit a nail with a hammer, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a bit of toilet fixing going on. Yeah. Uh, I can't claim responsibility for breaking the toilet, but someone obviously has someone... Uh, Someone, not me. So, and these things always happen when you're about to uh, to record a podcast, as I'm sure many exactly. of you out there know. Anytime you switch on the recorder, uh, yeah, noise begins. <laughs> I've got a, a lawnmower outside right now, Matthew. Your magic power, actually, usually, but I've started up a lawnmower myself right now. Good, good. <laughs> All right, what are we talking about this time? This is the last episode of this season, isn't it? Sure as yeah. I we've um, we've done the big tour of podcasting equipment and gear and kit, and now it's time to talk about my favourite subject, isn't it? <laughs> video. But uh, we we don't need to rant about video, do we? Because we we, we did an episode about this, like our, yeah. our wider opinions on it uh, last year, didn't we? Or was it December? I think you said we did. Yeah, December I last year, twenty twenty two. So yeah, so we're not in this episode. We're not going to go into whether you should or should not do video. We're going to talk about how to run a video podcast, um, and we're going to tie in some streaming into that as well. So if you want to do video streaming, um, you want to make your podcast live, then we'll tie that in as well. But even if you just want to add video to your podcast and mix. That's what we're going to talk about today, how you do that. But um, there is a whole question around whether you should, <laughs> whether it's a good idea. There's a lot of hype around it. It does work for some people. We talked this all through. It does work for some people, but certainly not all. There is absolutely no pressure to do video. So if you like the fact that your podcast is just audio, it's easy to create, it's just for long form, listening on the go, all that kind of stuff, then stick with it, stick with audio, feel no pressure to add video into the mix. But for many people out there, they'd want to, they want to add video and that's why we're covering it, isn't it, Matthew? So uh, show notes, isn't it, Matthew? If you want to go and see that justification, that argument, that uh, whether you should or should not, just go and see in the show notes. Um, also linked from our main link, for this episode, which is thepodcasthost.com forward slash video. That is our full video podcasting guide, which includes uh, a debate around when to use video, as well as all about how to record video, how to include video in a podcast. How's that, Matthew? Is that a settled debate? Get into the gear instead. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, I'll link as well to, to my article in the show notes. Uh, what was the title again? Why? Why video won't replace audio on podcasting? Can you guess yeah. the argument I was making from the title there? Uh, <laughs> but I'll put a link to that not. too. <laughs> no, long form audio still going strong, still going strong. It's not going to be killed by video whatsoever. But again, it does work for some people. So let's do it. Let's look into it. Where will we start then, Matthew? What are we going to look into first for video? Will we just jump into the camera? Gear? Yeah, camera, camera seems a good yeah gear cameras the thing the thing that's looking at you the <laughs> thing that you're looking at that thing's staring uh, at cool. so I the, the, the big question here does everyone just use phones these days for that like you used to buy little clip on cams and stuff didn't you but 
Has that all changed these days? Yeah, I think there's I think there's a couple of things. I think uh, there's there's sort of three approaches to this, isn't there? Because there's if you're recording video, a lot of video podcasts are just kind of what we're doing just now, but we're not recording a video. We're just like looking at each other on a on a web call, basically, uh, and we're just using webcams. Uh, and that is one way to do it. And it is possible to do it that way if you just kind of, I suppose, if you put a bit more thought into your webcam. So what webcam are you using just now, Matthew? What you got? It's just the built-in one on the yeah. laptop. I don't think it's particularly good, but... Um, yeah, so that's a good place to start, isn't it? Yeah, the webcam and your computer generally. It's like it's like microphones, isn't it? What's our advice about microphones, Matthew? What's the inbuilt microphone? <laughs> I avoid them if you can. Yeah. Uh, certainly on the computer that I'm working on, it's not very good. But I, I think um, some of the Macs and that are better. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, yeah, that's pretty much it as well. Actually, I think with cameras, in my opinion, if you have a Mac, the web inbuilt webcam uh, can work, but it's still a bit iffy. If you really want to do video properly, you need to get an external one. The one we always used to use in the office was that uh, the Logitech, wasn't it? Logitech C920, yeah. I believe it was. But I'll pop a link for that in the show notes too. It's also on our resources page. We've got that listed on the resources page, um, uh, which is over at thepodcasthost.com forward slash resources. But that's kind of the, the starter for me. I recently upgraded though. I got myself uh, um, an Insta360 webcam. That's what I'm using just now. And it's a 4K webcam. It's quite kind of, um, it's got a bunch of extra features around tracking, stuff like that. But the main thing is, uh, colors, resolution, just the sort of the look of it is really good, uh, and I find it. What do you mean by? Sorry, yeah. what do you mean by tracking? Do you mean it follows you if you move? Yeah, 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 it can do. Hi, yeah. So you can um, you can be like. I think it's actually, it could be a really good one for video podcasters. I've not used it in this context, but you can have it um, so that it is set up to show like your kind of waist up. So it shows your arms, your face, but actually you can use hand signals to make it do things. Like you can do use a hand signal to make it zoom in your face, or you can use a hand signal to lock it so that it doesn't track you as you walk back and forth. Uh, and then another hand signal to make it start tracking you. So you can actually have a much more dynamic video recording like you've got a whiteboard or something say behind you or you're demonstrating something you've got a little bit of kit there and you want it to zoom in a little bit something like that you can actually use this webcam to track that kind of stuff really well um and the resolution's great i think it's really good i've recorded a lot of our youtube videos on it actually uh so yeah i think it's a really good start it's more expensive it's about 200 quid ish so it's maybe double the price of the Logitech. I think the Logitech's maybe about 80, so actually a bit more than double. Um, but really good quality and so easy as well. Like, because the next level up is getting a proper camera. <laughs> so it's like you suddenly you're adding a, a really expensive, quite complicated bit of gear. You play you played around with DSLRs much, Matthew, like full-on proper cameras. No, that that's the short the short and long answer is just simply no. <laughs> never been never been a photographer. <laughs> no, no, my photos are awful. <laughs> <laughs> I was in the phone, um, which is fine as well, to be fair. Uh, but yeah, so the next level up, I think, is either use your smartphone. So if you've got a good phone, like a, an iPhone these days, um, it's probably a good Android as well. I haven't used one in a while, but certainly iPhone just does like an absolutely great image now because it can kind of does a lot of the intelligent blurring of the background uh, portfolio uh, sorry um, portrait mode all that kind of stuff set that up on a um, on a tripod with a decent light and actually it just it's barely worth buying a DSLR these days I'm sure many photographers will shout at me over the microphone for that but over the speakers for that but it's like it's just yeah for us amateurs 
it's actually really good quality. So that is an option. Um, we'll come back to Lightning in a minute, Matthew, because I think that's a big thing. But the next level up from that, if you're not going to use your smartphone, is like a proper DSLR camera. Like I've got the, um, the Canon M50. That's what we use for our uh, YouTube videos. And it is a great little mirrorless camera. Costs about, what is it, six, seven hundred-ish, I think. Um, and so you can record that, just put it behind your monitor. So you can use that as your webcam almost. You can actually plug it into your computer as a webcam, but equally you can also um, just record that. Sometimes I just record that while I'm speaking on a call and it will give me the kind of the, the video side of it, that kind of thing. And then you can use that and edit that. So, well, we, um, I remember years ago in our Dundee studio recording some stuff together and I might my memory might have created this, but it, was there not a thing where every fifteen minutes we had to stop and start again? And was it not, <laughs> that not what, what was the yep. deal with that? Yeah, that's it. That's it. The old. I don't know if this is still the case. Actually, do you know? I don't think it is because I'm sure my M50 up there, and I've not pushed this limit because I do tend to record in short bursts. But uh, the olden day, in the olden days, it used to be there was a different tax or something for video cameras versus photog- photographic cameras, photo cameras. And so they had to limit their recording length to a certain time, like 15, 20 minutes. Otherwise, it became a video camera. And it was to avoid some kind of classification thing, maybe to do a tax or I've no idea. But yeah, they had that limit on it. You're absolutely right. They would cut off after 15 minutes, no matter what. <laughs> yeah, that was always a pain in the ass. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah cool so that's that's the options and there's plenty of other dslrs out there obviously uh nikon makes some great ones i used to use one of them that was what we were recording on at the time it was a good nikon camera too so yeah so that's the three options i would say either upgrade your webcam to a decent one like the insta 360 or uh, the logitech 920 range go with your smartphone for a bit better but obviously you have to deal with then kind of bringing the video off that once you're computer editing it all that kind of stuff or you upgrade to a full-on dslr so that's the gear what about lighting matthew have you got any lights in front of you hey there's some in the roof <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah so this is actually i think probably the biggest um factor in good video actually it's it's barely around the camera like you can make a good webcam you can make a crappy webcam look so much better actually with a couple of decent lights um so right now behind my monitor i have three lights i've got two bigger led flat panels just from our old favorite um what they called newer how many bits of gear from newer have we bought matthew yeah i know i (laughs) <laughs> they make good kind of low budget podcasts and stuff. So I've got a couple of them, a couple of LED flat panels, just on a stand, like really basic search on Amazon for LED um, uh, lighting kit or something like that. You'll find them, get them for maybe 50, 60, 70 quid and they're pretty good. Uh, but I also have a little uh, light, which is kind of more portable. I can use for taking around. I can put on a tripod as well, which has got warmth control. So that's a funny thing whereby you can change the uh, the warmth of it. So you can make it more yellow, which is warmer, or more white, which is colder. Uh, and you measure that by like a kilowatt, a K, something K. <laughs> the measurement's always 1,000 K, like, th- like 3,000 K, I think is quite... Um, warm whereas eight thousand seven seven eight thousand k is quite cold i might actually have that the wrong way around but anyway measures it by that you press the little switch on the side and it makes a warmer or colder and that makes a huge difference because it really changes how your 
uh, your room looks. And if you can light up your face a bit more than the background, that just makes it sort of pop so much more. And it makes it so much more professional. A lot of the professional videos that you see on YouTube are nothing more than a fine camera, but actually it's the lighting that makes a big difference. So I think that's a big one as well. In the rare instances where I've seen like television happening, yep. <laughs> television yeah, yeah. being filmed. So I was uh-huh. at like, I remember like, a good few months ago now we were at this like food market thing very bourgeois and uh, <laughs> i think it was like bbc scotland where they're doing a wee feature and you oh, saw yeah, the cool. presenter and it always amazes me the the brightness of television lightning when you actually see it behind the camera like oh, it's really? properly like intense yeah whereas when you're just watching something on the telly you, you don't really notice that you know they've got these like almost interrogation style lights shining at them but yeah, uh, yeah. I, I just noticed that at the time yeah, when I've got, I mean, if I get all three of these lights on, it's pretty dazzling. But um, I don't know, you get used to it. You're, you, you kind of, you stare at the camera and you can barely see the camera because there's these lights shining in your eyes. But um, Do you get a lot of heat off the lights? Does it make it quite warm? Or? Oh, I totally used to, actually. The LEDs, you don't, the LEDs are quite cold. But the, do you remember the, we used to have uh, softboxes in our old office. Do you remember those? The big, massive, mm. like triangular wedge-shaped things, Yeah. Um, used to knock them over all the time because they were so big and <laughs> unwieldy. Uh, and they had just bulbs in them, like five bulbs in each one. And even though they were kind of more modern, um, what would you call them? I don't know, uh, power-saving bulbs. They, so they're colder than old, old bulbs. They were still hot. And I do remember having actually an old, old proper bulb one, which was basically a heater. You turn it on and it just hit up that office because <laughs> it was, yeah, they're mental. But um, the LED ones are fine. Yeah, no worries. Right. What else on gear? What have we got on the list here? What about the, the tripod uh, options then? Yeah, tripod, I, I wouldn't worry about it too much. I've I've gone into this in too much detail in the past and like bought like really good quality, paid 100 quid for a tripod. And it does make a bit of difference in terms of sturdiness and just kind of smoothness. But actually, I've also used 10, 15 quid tripods and we're not moving them around. Like you set and forget it. Like if you're if you're a photographer that's actually moving your camera a lot, or you're a proper professional cameraman where you're tracking somebody, then fine. You probably need a decent tripod. But for us, we're just like setting it up, making sure you're in frame, and then you go around the other side and you start speaking. Never moves. So I think just get the most basic tripod um, with the standard fitting, and then you're fine. All good. I with with the tripods. One of the things I, I learned from uh, Sean, who worked with us, was was this term spiking, where okay. uh, someone who's doing video, they maybe are setting up their cameras in multiple different locations, and it was it was basically marking on the floor with like a wee bit of you know tape crossed over uh, to show that like this is where I usually film from, and I think the idea was continuity from video to video. So like. <laughs> Maybe you recorded on two different days. You would want yeah. the camera to be in the same place, but maybe you tidied up at the end of the day. So there yeah. was this, yeah, spiking. This is where the camera goes. Just marking but, where the legs of the tripod are. I need to mm-hmm. do that, actually, because I spend like five, ten minutes every time I record just getting the camera in the right place again. <laughs> mm. so, yeah, well, you've learned something from me, Colin. Nice, nice. <laughs> For once. <laughs> is it worth a quick one on multi-camera setups? There are quite a lot of podcasts doing that nowadays, aren't there? I I mean it's it's certainly a way to make things more dynamic than the old talking heads format, isn't it? Like if yeah. the camera is moving around, if you've got two or three, how 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 do you set that up? Like, do you just buy a couple of wee GoPros or something? Yeah, I mean, I think I 
What I've done in the past is use my webcam. So my Insta360 here, I'll have that connected up to my laptop. I'll have that on a kind of side angle to the side of my, um, my view so that it's kind of off a little bit from the main angle. And then you can cut between the two. So I'll have that one recording at the same time as my main camera, my main DSLR recording. And that lets me flip between the two when you're editing. Um, but equally, I think with a podcast, often the way it works is you've got two people, you've got a main angle, which is both of the people facing each other, maybe uh, in comfy chairs, a couple of mics or something like that. Uh, but then you'll maybe have a couple of extra cameras pointing at each person's face so that you can kind of flick between each person individually. This is in-person recording, of course. Um, so you have one main angle with a big camera, and then maybe you've got your two smartphones recording each person, like one smartphone on each person, so that you've then got an angle on each individual that you can flip between two. Because I think this is the thing, isn't it? Like if you're going to do video podcasting, you need to actually make it a bit more dynamic than just the kind of straight up two faces. Um, so if you're doing it in person, that's a really nice way to do it for sure. Some of the the video podcasts that I do actually watch are like, because again, I'm a nerd, uh, <laughs> I'd like battle reports, so like, you know, Frostgrave games and stuff oh, yeah, like yeah, that. And yeah. You see a lot of creators out there who've got really cool setups because they've obviously got their, their table and their terrain and their miniatures yeah. and stuff like that. And they'll, the best ones are using like multi-camera setups, yeah, you know, yeah, like we've yeah. got the camera around here at the back of this ruin and we've got the other camera over here and maybe they've got one like looking directly down, oh, you know, yeah, they've nice. got one over at the <laughs> dice tray so you could see the dice rolls and stuff. So yeah. I'll sometimes uh, watch a video like that and, and I will actually appreciate, you know, they've, they've obviously taken a lot of time with the setup and the lighting and stuff like that as well. So yeah. that's cool. That's really cool. Yeah. That, that's the thing, isn't it? Like, with audio, we can make fancy audio just in the post-production, having just caught two people's voices. You can flick between it, you can put music on it, you can do all sorts of stuff to polish it and make it sound cool. But to make polished video, usually it requires so much more during the capture phase. Like all those cameras, like that's so much setup. Um, mm-hmm. So much expense as well, like having all that. Cameras are more expensive than microphones if you want a good one. And it's, Well, in most cases. It's just, there's so much more to it to make a good video version, which is great because like you say, it can be really dynamic. It can be really interesting. It can be really cool to watch, but um, there's so much more of a barrier to entry, I think, to it uh, than audio. So yeah, it's just something to consider. But I think- Especially like some of the videos you think, like all that time, all that expense, you know, even the game itself, all the the buying the miniatures, setting up and everything, it's like five years of prep time and then you get a comment under it, you've misinterpreted the rule. Go and do more (laughs) research before you do a video like this. Yeah, that's (laughs) it. (laughs) Good old internet. Indeed. (laughs) I think probably the one that most people will be doing. So if you're out there thinking about this, like whether you want to include more video, the most common one is to use a call recording platform um, to record two faces, just like me and Matthew are recording right now, looking at each other um, in a call recording platform. Uh, So you get out there, you grab one of them, whether it's like whatever platform it is, we've got plenty of them. We'll include, we'll include our main list in the show notes, um, our rundown of them. We we cover all the big options in a, in a big article on the podcast host. So go over to the show notes to find that if you want to have a look through them, but you've got the two faces. Um, I think you can actually make that look better just with a couple of things we've talked about, just with a bit of decent lighting. 
uh, with maybe upgrading your camera a little bit and then by actually doing a little bit of editing on that. So the video is not like half an hour of two faces side by side staring at the camera. The video, you're, you're actually cutting between them instead. And some of the platforms actually do this for you now. And there's other AI powered platforms coming out that can do this too. So you upload both tracks and actually it can cut between them. It can show like, it would show just me when I'm talking and it would show just you, Matthew, when you're talking. And then it might do a little um, double shot when we're both talking just for a second or, you know, different uh, different cuts, like different zooms and stuff like that to make it look better. So there is that, there is that way to do it. It's still not as dynamic as being able to actually kind of be in a studio and show lots of different angles and stuff like that. But it's better than certainly just the two faces side by side playing on whatever video platform you've got. So there's that's an option as well. I'll go into a couple of the video editing platforms in a minute. Um, and one is certainly that can do a bit of this. So, yeah. All right. Does that matter? Is that all in gear then, Matthew? Or do you want to cover anything else? Uh, it'd probably be wise to touch on audio, wouldn't it? Uh, this is something that, like, a lot of... Anecdotally, I've heard a lot of video podcasters say that the most important thing about their video is the audio. Yeah, so yeah. you know you could have the best video in the world but if the audio is crap then it's it's not going to it's not <laughs> even going to look good is it yes, because yeah. that audio is just going to drag it down so yeah. does your does your mic change if you're um if you're doing live streaming or doing video podcasting i think it depends doesn't it like we're recording uh and we have recorded these videos in the past uh, and we just use our normal mics, don't we? And when it's a podcast, like it's a video podcast, I think it's totally acceptable to have a mic in the shot and have it right in front of you. A lot of those kind of in-person ones, you've got two people facing each other on comfy chairs or on a couch, and they've got like a floor stand with a big arm putting the mic right in front of their mouths. Um, and that's fine, I think. So actually, that's just your standard uh, podcasting microphones. But there is alternatives, I suppose. You've got like uh, shotgun mics you can put on top of a camera. So I've used that in the past. You've got the uh, Rode to do some great ones there. Put that on top. You've got a couple of Rode mics that actually go on your smartphone as well. Do you have any reviews of them on the site just now, Matthew? There's a, a newish one, isn't there, I think you had? Yeah, I just reviewed the Rode Wireless Pro, which is so oh, yeah. Rode, Rode started out with the Rode Wireless Go because, mm -hmm. again, all Rode names need to be very similar to one another. Yeah. So you've got the Rode Wireless Go. They brought out the Wireless Go 2, but the Wireless Pro is like, you know, they've really ramped it up here, um, you know, from what I could remember from the review. Yeah. Uh, you've got the two different transmitters, and they could actually store up to 40 hours independently oh, yeah, on them. Cool. Yeah. Uh, even cool little features like there's a magnet, you know, instead of like pinning it to your shirt, you could put this magnet up the back and hold it on. You get two lavalier mics with the kit as well, so you could go in via lavalier. But yeah, you get all sorts of cables, so you could plug the wireless pro into like a DSLR. You could go into your computer. There's ways to get in your recorder. You could plug it in directly into your phone, and it's got this 32-bit floating that we're going to see a lot more equipment coming out where which you know basically makes it unclippable like if you set your gain too high and you're talking really loud and laughing and stuff like that the idea behind this 32-bit floating is that it protects it from distortion so you're not going to kill your video you're not going to ruin your audio even if you make a mess of the setup so uh i really good piece of kit but pricey like i, I do think it's worth it for 
folks that it's aimed at, but you're you're maybe 400, 430. Uh, Like I say, that's, you know, two transmitter mics, two lavalier mics. It's range up to 260 metres, so, like, beyond (laughs) the realms anywhere you you and your (laughs) co-host don't need to be. But, um, aye, like, that's a a very high-end investment, isn't it? You're right. It's a fair amount of money. But if you think, like... A lot of those in-person setups, you got to buy um, a fair bit of gear anyway. You'll have the the two mics, uh, which you've got to put on floor stands, which you've got to have decent-sized cables for that. And you probably want to – they're probably going to be XLR mics, aren't they? Because you're not going to plug two USB mics into mm-hmm. something if you're recording two people in person. So you've then got a mixer too. So this replaces yeah, all of that, I, doesn't it? You've got yeah. those two two transmitters. You don't need any of that stuff. And mm-hmm. it's such no, easy that's setup. a good point. Yeah, yeah so. I, I mean that's the thing. I'm, I'm thinking of it as you know the price of a mic, but it's definitely not a mic. Yeah. It's a full, it's, it's a full studio. Like yeah. you, could, you know, it's got everything yeah. you need. So yep. I, I'll put a link to my review in the, the show notes as well. Cool. And yeah. thanks for you, thanks to to UPS for doing a sterling job of delivering that as well. It was, <laughs> uh, it was literally found in a ditch and handed it to me by a, a very kind lady. So thanks UPS. It's good to know that you're. Uh, Doing a, a great job of delivering stuff. <laughs> uh, oh dear. Yeah, okay. Uh, but yeah, so that's one set. That's the lavalier mic. Clip that to your shirt. Um the shotgun mic, the, the one I was thinking of was the um the video mic go. So it's the same naming conventions, video mic go, and that plugs into the uh the top of your I think that's the one that's smartphone compatible. So that plugs straight into your phone. Um, and so you can use your phone with a shotgun mic to talk to it. So yeah, there's a couple of options. Yeah, for sure. But I think, yeah, so it could change maybe if you want to use something like that on video, but equally, I think you can use totally normal, your normal podcast mics too. All righty. Should we go to editing now? Aye, it'd be great if we had a, a article dedicated to video editing software, wouldn't it? You got oh, time to quickly knock one up, Colin? All right, okay. we record. Done. Fingers of fire. <laughs> uh, so I, Here's one uh, I prepared earlier. <laughs> on the before we actually get to the pieces of software themselves, like do the same rules apply for video as, as we advise for audio? You know that editing is is there any rules around like you have to do this, you have to do that, or it's just advisable? Like what's the kind of landscape look like there? Oh yeah, I think it's same as for audio. Like you just uh, try and keep it. Uh, I don't know. Do you know, this is, I do kind of go back and forth on this a little bit because with audio, we often say like, keep it quite raw, like keep it quite simple. Don't edit too much. Keep it human and honest. And I think some of that does apply to video, but I think with video, you do need more polish. I mm-hmm. think that's part of the problem. I think the viewers are more brutal. Yeah. Uh, you know, on YouTube, you, you hear about the average times of folks yeah. starting video. And I think you're being judged very to very high standards on there, aren't yep. you? So. Yep, absolutely. And there's just all the all of the kind of obvious, like you've got to edit the content, as in you're editing the the, the words, the, the view, the cuts, all that kind of stuff. But equally, you're kind of expected to put in a lot more like visual effects on YouTube as well, like to keep people interested. You need to have a bit of B-roll, like all this extra footage that you've shot that you lay over your normal shot or like actual kind of words and pictures and images and, and highlights and all this kind of stuff that pop onto the screen at various times as well. So there's a lot more goes into it, I think. So, yeah, but there's a, there's a fair bit of software that can do this, but it's definitely far more time than just an audio edit. So, yeah, there's that qualification to start with. 
Yeah, I know, I know you, like, we're obviously going to talk about the software options here, yeah. but Premiere Pro being one of them, yeah. you're more experienced with Premiere Pro than I am, but, uh, you know, I've, I've muddled away with it back in the day, and I, I found yeah. it very complicated, even though, Aye. you know, I'm, I'm pretty proficient at Adobe Edition, which is its sister product for audio, you would think I should be able to just go on Premiere Pro and know what I'm doing, <laughs> but it's... um. You know, it's yeah. pretty beyond me at times. So as as you know, are complicated programs like that still the norm, or are we seeing what we're seeing in audio where people are coming out with, with things to simplify it for beginners to still have capabilities to make great video? Yeah, there's definitely there's definitely some simplifications, but I'm not sure. But let's let's jump into it. Um before we do, I'm gonna say we'll pause for a second to talk about uh Ality. I want to mention how we support our content here. So uh all of the free content we put out is supported by our products, and one of which is Ality. So if you do want to edit your audio, we're about to talk about video editing. Um we've talked about recording calls and stuff like that. Alitu is our podcast maker app. Um so if you want to record your podcast, uh, do the calls you can record solo in there uh, Alitu does the audio cleanup as well so you jump in you can get the noise reduction leveling all that kind of stuff make sure it all sounds good and you can edit your podcast in there so if you're just editing your audio uh, like you do on an old classic podcast none of this video nonsense <laughs> you can do that right there in Alitu and we've got words uh, based editing in there too text-based editing now so you can get in there you can use the transcript to actually do that high level edit cut out a lot of the big mistakes, um, reorder all your content, all that kind of stuff. Uh, you can do your text-based edit and then you can and do the detail on our audio waveform editor as well. And then finally, a bit of publishing. We've got hosting built into Alitu too. So it's the full package. You can do everything you need to launch your podcast from recording to editing to publishing. If you want to try it out, you can create your first few episodes absolutely for free in a, your first seven days. You've got a seven-day trial to try to test it out, uh, but you can create those episodes uh, over that time, go over to alitu.com. That's A-L-I-T-U.com. A-L-I-T-U.com and give it a go. Easiest way to make your podcast. All right. Software then, Premiere. So you mentioned Premiere. Yeah. It's I mean, Premiere's still kind of the top dog, isn't it? But you've got Final Cut. You ever you ever done anything on a Mac, Matthew? You ever been a Mac guy? I don't think you have, have you? I had a Mac. Yeah. I never used Final Cut, but um, I don't remember that. I would find it hard to get on the Mac now because it's been a few years, but I was, uh, again, competent on it at one point. So yeah, yeah. everyone's a, just a wee bit, you know, almost the same, but aye, a lot of wee subtle yeah. differences. Yeah. Well, that's the, the final cuts, ones. like yeah. the Mac, the Mac I, Premiere Pro, basically. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It's the, they're the two Pro ones. You've got Premiere Pro and Final Cut Pro, and there's a few others as well, but they're really kind of two worth mentioning. Um, and a lot of the top podcasts, a lot of the top sort of video podcasters, top YouTubers use those packages because they just give you so much flexibility, so much power, all that kind of stuff. But with that, power comes, as Spider-Man says, great responsibility, or great complexity, I should say. Uh, it's just so much in there, like you've just said, Matthew. So huge learning curve, so many different things in there, um, uh, and a lot of ways to simplify. So yeah, that's why we've come to uh, Filmora. Filmora is one I've used a fair bit recently which um, simplifies the the process quite a lot, a fair bit cheaper. Uh, you buy it as a one-off, uh, about $100, I think it was. And it has things like built in, like it's got a music library built in, it's got a B-roll library built in, so you can really easily bring in clips and stuff to make it look a bit more fancy. It's got lots of nice visual effects, like follow me on social, all that kind of stuff, subscribe on YouTube, blah, 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 all these things that you want to bring in. Um, 
So Filmora is a good one to look at as well if you want a kind of simplified, certainly less powerful, um, a wee bit clunkier potentially, a wee bit slower, just not quite as slick as Premiere or Final Cut, but uh, worth a look. And again, go over to that video edit article that we mentioned, what's short like Matthew, thepodcasthost.com forward slash video edit. That's the one, yeah. That's the one, thepodcasthost.com forward slash video edit. I like the sound of feed that you mentioned in there. Veed, V-double-E-D. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It sounded like a, a decent platform, like if I was going to do some video editing. It sounds sounds kind to the beginner. So, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah, there's two, two I think, worth mentioning in that thing, that kind of realm, Veed and, and Opus Clip. Veed and Opus Clip are both online platforms. Um, so you upload your video to these platforms and Veed does offer pretty much traditional video editing. So you can cut, you can bring in clips, you can do all the effects and stuff like that. Um, it certainly takes a bit of the control out of your hands because you can't really do kind of full on powerful video editing in the browser um, or not yet at least. Uh, but it does make things a lot easier and quicker. So yeah, absolutely. And Opus Clip is more of an automation thing. You know, you know these kind of platforms, Matthew, that uh, automate like making your clips via AI and picking out all the highlights and stuff like that. You come across many of them? No, <laughs> I, I hate just giving the single <laughs> one word, no answer. But no, <laughs> yeah, that's fair. I've been playing with a few of them. I'm going to put, I put out an article on this uh, in the near future as well, actually, on the kind of automation, um, highlight automation platforms. But Opus Clip is a good one for that too. Um, and the final one I think worth mentioning here is good old uh, Camtasia. Remember Camtasia? Yeah, blast for the past there. Yeah, it's been around a while, hasn't it? Yeah, for sure. Um, I've used that for screen capture forever. Like if I want to record a tutorial where I show a piece of software or a website or something or other, and I want to screen capture it, Camtasia is great for that. But actually, it's also just a really simple video editor. Like you can capture your webcam. So sometimes if I'm just doing a webcam recording, like I mentioned, I got the Insta360 so that I could record decent quality on my webcam. I'll do that straight into Camtasia and I can just edit it there. Uh, and that's enough sometimes, actually. I don't need the power of Premiere every single time. Uh, and I did notice, I haven't played with this yet, but they have introduced AI editing in Camtasia too. So don't know whether it's any good or not. Don't know exactly what it does, but I'm going to go and have a play with that quite soon too. So they're definitely not sitting still. I did once, uh, I think it was my wee girl's first birthday. I remember I used iMovie on my phone, mm. on my ancient iPhone that you laugh at. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I put together just a wee montage. We, we had, you know, various videos of her uh, in our first year. And it was that was a really easy platform. Again, that would be pretty limited, I'd imagine, compared to some of the things we're talking about here. But yeah, iMovie yeah. is it's just the thing you get as default on Apple products, yeah. isn't it? So yeah. you know, very no, really drag and drop yeah. and pull and drag and stuff. And I yeah, it was easy and free. Absolutely. Yeah, easy and yeah. free. <laughs> easy and free. So yeah, there's a there's a good another good starting point too. <laughs> cool. Okay, I think that'll do it for editing. I think. Um, that's the platforms. Go over, check it out, thepodcasthost.com forward slash video edit for a full rundown of each one. Uh, but you'll probably have one already in mind if you're thinking about it. Uh, just be aware that, yeah, I think it does. It takes a little bit more, a little bit more effort with the video edit as well. Right. Well, we jump into going live just a wee bit on this as well, in case people want to do it. Yeah, why not? So... Uh, do you think the gear changes if you're going live? Like there are different things you could use if you're recording live, like broadcasting live. 
traditionally it would have been a mixer, wouldn't it? Because we'd have been thinking about like, how am I going to bring in audio from maybe a, you know, a guest or a call-in or something? How am I going to play those really cheesy little applause sound effects or yes. air horns or stuff? But <laughs> um, we don't even need mixers for that these days, do we? Like that, there is gear out there that does this. And there's also software that does it too. So first and foremost on the gear, what, what jumps to mind on that front? Yeah, I mean, the the Rodecaster um, is decent for that, isn't it? It's got its little sound pad. You can play on your music if you want. You can uh, you can bring in like phones as well. So you can be recording live with a couple of people, but bring in somebody on a phone call at the same time. It's got mm. so many options for actually just putting together a panel of people to bring into a podcast and playing all the sound effects into it. So I think that's a great one to think about. Um, the road roadcaster 2 it's in its second iteration Uh, we've got reviews of both on the site so i'll put links in the show notes yep totally what do you think about the the pod track you're a fan of the pod track is that good for this yeah i like the pod track yeah so it's like less than quarter of the price of the roadcaster the zoom pod track p4 again link in the show note to the review but yeah that that does like that does all of that stuff like i could yep. bring in a phone call i could bring in an online call you know i could have multiple co-hosts i could play cheesy sound effects and music and stuff <laughs> like that whilst i'm recording so i that does it all too uh, how many I, how many how many sound pads does the the pod track have is it four four i think yeah possibly four, yeah. six but i'm sure it's four i'm sure it's yeah. four yeah that's plenty though, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Cool. I mean, you okay. shouldn't be using those things anyway because they're so irritating. <laughs> so that's really, yeah, that's, so this is if you're recording live in person, really. So you've got a couple of people in a studio, use these bits of gear. Um, if you're recording and broadcasting live online, just the way Matthew and I are just now, different locations, you're just kind of same, same old situation. Uh, call recording platform but probably you just need to look at one that's more suited to streaming uh, one that i like a lot is Streamyard. you use Streamyard, matthew is this another no i think i potentially <laughs> have logged into it once like but, um, it, yeah. yeah so what's what Streamyard deal like just like a digital yeah it's it's uh like it's a call it's almost just it's for running calls essentially but um designed for streaming live so you can stream to all the platforms you can stream to you know um youtube live you can stream to facebook live all that kind of stuff so you can stream out automatically at the time but it also manages the views and stuff like that so you can flip between like one person on screen two people on screen like different formats bring on slides screencasts all that kind of stuff i believe it might even have I could be wrong on this. Sound pads built in, like as in you can play effects and stuff like that. I could be wrong on that though. Um, but certainly it's got loads of different effects you can bring in. So yeah, if you're thinking about streaming, I think probably that's the main one to look at. Um, for a bit more of a rundown on that though, uh, go over to the show notes too. I'll include something in there uh, with a bit more detail on StreamYard so you can pop over and check it out. But I think that's about it, really, going live. I mean, I, I don't know. What's your recommendations in general, Matthew? You remember there was a huge kind of proliferation on this of podcasts suddenly starting to broadcast live and record live uh, when, like, Meerkat and Periscope and the like came out. Do you think that was a good thing? Not when people weren't actually either, A, recording them to put out as, you know, on-demand podcasts and be yeah. editing those like you, you talked a, yeah. a lot about that at the time like um you know people were just publishing these things as they were recorded and we spent yeah. 15 minutes at the start with it the, the host welcoming people in and oh yeah jim's That's here it. and what's that jim <laughs> oh it's raining where you are today so yeah there was a lot of do's and don'ts around that type of content wasn't there 
Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it needs edited. You need to cut out all of those welcome bits because no one who's listening after the fact wants to hear all that. Um, but it can make a really good. It can make really good content if you do put a bit of thought into the structure, all that kind of stuff. We've talked about this a bunch of times. We'll include some more details on that in the show notes as well. So if you want to find out how to do a live broadcast that can be a good podcast, go over to the show notes. Now, what are the show notes, Matthew? Let's direct people towards them thepodcasthost.com forward slash tech season tech season that's t-e-c-h season t-e-c-h season and also the resources page so thepodcasthost.com forward slash resources i've just overhauled it and just gave it a a nice nice. bit of polish uh updated some recommendations and stuff like that so please do check it out Excellent. Good stuff. All right. That'll do it for the season. Now we want to follow up, don't we, Matthew? We want to do a wee request for feedback and questions, don't we? Yeah. I was just logging into SpeakPipe to see if anyone sent us anything. <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> yeah. We'd love uh, to do no. a follow up on this. <laughs> we don't no. have anything. We don't have anything. Come on, get the finger out. Yeah, get it in, get it in. <laughs> Please do, yeah, send us in a question. We'd love to do a couple of follow-up episodes to this, some Q&A episodes. Um, it doesn't even need to be about tech. Do you know what? It would be nice if it was around this season, but we don't actually care. We'll answer any of your podcast questions. We'd love to just hear from you guys out there. Um, so if you want it, send in a voicemail to thepodcasthost.com forward slash voicemail imaginatively thepodcasthost.com forward slash voicemail and that page will let you just hit the record button pop in a question and hit send and it'll come straight to us and we'll answer it on a future episode it'll be great to hear yeah from you. and we'll we'll send you a copy of our new finally start your podcast book as well oh, send you an bonus. ebook so i yeah. get them in great cool all right that's been it matthew 10 episodes all about the gear tied it all up Yep. Hi. No, it's been good to revisit. Uh, and yeah, looking back, you know, it's funny how a lot of recommendations, you know, some have changed, but there's just a lot of stuff that's um, stood the test of time and it's still yeah. like the best option for a lot of people. So that's that's Perennial interesting stuff. and heartwarming. Yep, indeed, indeed. <laughs> cool. All right. Well, thank you for joining us on this season. If you haven't heard it from the start, pop back 10 episodes. You'll see the first episode there is all around mics and you can follow all the way through um, and get all your gear sorted out. Otherwise, go over to those links that we mentioned. That is thepodcasthost.com forward slash tech season, T-E-C-H season or our resources page forward slash resources to get everything we've talked about on this season. Otherwise, thank you again. Send in those Q&As and we'll see you soon.